My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, so we're meeting uh, Lauren Barry, they both founders of Rock Solid Company in United Kingdom, and I just want to introduce both of you today, thank you for joining us. You're welcome, You're thank welcome. you for having us Anna, we do appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, let's start a conversation with diving into your personal journey of becoming people you are today. How did it start for you? What led you to discover your true passion in life? Um, do you want me to go? You, you go first. <laughs> well, we started rock solid um, because I was medically retired. Um, I'm a former police officer and counterterrorism intelligence officer. And um, I was medically retired with my diagnosis of bipolar and OCD. Um, and that was 10 years ago. Um, and literally on the day, I was medically retired on the 1st of June and on the 2nd of June, we started um, Rock Solid. Um, and really it comes from a passion of us looking after ourselves. Um, you know, we know the benefits of staying mentally, physically, emotionally well. And we wanted to create that for other people and especially business owners, because so many business owners are not living the life that they say they are on Instagram or doing what they want to do um, because they're, they're burnt out and stressed out. Yeah. But you're a different route. <laughs> yeah, I've been into health and I've been into fitness ever since I come out of the womb. I cannot remember when I weren't playing sport or doing some sort of fitness activity and throughout my my journey in the work um, environment I started off as a fitness instructor personal trainer I left there and I joined the prison service so Her Majesty's prison service I'd done 10 years within there within within the first three years I knew that I still had that burning desire that love to do the fitness the health the well-being so I specialized within the prison service as a PTI physical training instructor where I taught the prisoners all the qualifications to have the personal training skills the fitness instructor skills and the sports therapy as well and in that role I headed up the the well-being team in there as well but as Loz says she left uh the police due to medical retirement and we sat at rock solid so I was doing a bit of both jobs I was doing the prison service as well as doing the rock solid and it got to the point where I thought do I just help Loz out running rock solid or do I leave the prison service and we go full steam and see what we can create with rock solid and so I left the prison service and we've done been doing it for 10 years now with rock solid and we are a global business now we've got clients all over the US and the UK and it's just growing and growing and growing we're working with corporates and we're doing so many good things now to help people with their health and well-being 
that's great and you told me that it started with you uh working and finding out that it, it was like too much it was like burnout and uh, you realized that you needed to shift your direction to create something that will bring you fulfillment as well as uh, helping others on a journey to wellness and uh, some people don't realize that wellness comes from different areas of your life. It's not just physical, but emotional, mental. And uh, I know you do this assessment on your website where you kind of like screen uh, what if people feel nowadays, like how burnt out are they? And they don't really realize that until they kind of start asking those questions and coming up with the uh, results and then they you know really shocked what's going on and with them like diving into their own emotional um you know kind of struggles it helps them to connect on a deeper level and especially like with tools available and people out there like uh like uh, your company that helping others uh, with different tools and you know the um everything is kind of like up to us to reach out for help and be willing to change and to bring ourselves to that place of fulfillment uh what do you think are the most um you know kind of like important focus for all uh people in united kingdom in united states a lot of people like just you know working 40 50 hours a week all the time so it's kind of considered normal you know and uh they come to the place where it's just automatic for them and they don't don't stop and ask questions why am i doing this and is it really like something that uh eventually will give me that kind of happiness and uh what are the simple steps that you would advise them to tune into on a daily basis as maybe part of the daily habit routines that they could incorporate in their uh, busy lifestyles and uh, maybe this is something they uh, will you know they think about doing as as a practice all the time and help them to achieve that next level yeah um for me, the first port of call is boundaries, without a shadow of a doubt. So many business owners don't have boundaries. Um, if somebody was to walk into your garden, it wasn't a postman, it wasn't a gardener, it wasn't anybody who you expect to be there, you would probably shout out the window and say, Oi, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and you would challenge them on that boundary. But the problem is, as a business owner, um, we say yes too often because we need the money or we don't want to let somebody down or deep down within us we feel that we need to serve people and keep serving people because we're trying to fulfill some sort of thing where we don't feel we're enough or something so I think definitely for me we need to have boundaries around your morning routine your evening routine the times that you spend with your family the stuff that you do to de-stress and that you love and enjoy so you don't just become the business you know um so definitely for me that would be boundaries is the first I mean it's the first port of call on the energized leadership second to understanding your symptoms and triggers yeah. isn't it and I'd, I'd um, second that it is boundaries if we haven't got boundaries then we've got no no um area where we we can understand ourselves it's just we let anyone walk all over us and we've got to have our own boundaries around our own selves so we can 
look after ourselves more importantly because if we don't look after ourselves then we have don't have a business at the end of the day because we need our internal energies and our internal um energy force should we say to power through these businesses and work through the hard times so i would say we need to look at our boundaries and look after our internal health and our internal well-being because I don't know about you, Anna, but I know so many people may, I don't know, maybe you do this, maybe you don't, but like, as soon as they wake up, they're on their emails and then they get that, oh, I've got so many emails and, oh, I didn't reply to that person and this customer's bitching or whatever it is. And immediately you wake up with stress. And then when you go to bed at night, the last thing you do is check your emails or, and then, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I need to do that tomorrow. And then your mind is just full of stuff that you've got to do. And, you know, that compounded, you know, really, it does tie you out to one day you just go snap, Mm -hmm. you know, like happened with us, 2017, I hit the biggest burnout. We nearly lost rock solid, didn't we? And I think you hit the nail on the head where people don't understand what burnout is, but you understand it when it hits you and it it knocks you, knocks you down. It knocks, kicks you in the backside. And we need to take a step back to understand our energy levels. Am I feeling low? Have I got the energy to push through? Am I resilient? Am I getting ill? Am I getting sick all the time? And these are signs and symptoms that you're you're running on a depleted battery level. We need to start looking at that same attention to it. Right, and usually burnout happens quickly without, you know, us preparing for it. It's just kind of like unexpected. And we, uh, with our choices, bring it to the point where it's like no return after that. We just feel like there is nothing we can do at this point. But it could have been prevented in the first place with all of those different techniques and habits instilled, knowing that we need to recharge, we need to replenish our energy to first and uh, most of all, like uh, to feed ourselves and uh, to refuel and have that, uh, you know, energy to give back to others. And without us first, like, um, prioritizing our mental and physical health, uh, you know, anything else falls apart. So we always like overwhelmed with thinking about like bigger goals and purposes of serving others. But we first have to think about how we the place where we can give to others so that's the first important step for people to kind of like look into and be mindful that um with all those daily uh, habits that we do it's kind of like um it's just automatically brings us to that place so uh like you mentioned checking emails um it's just something everybody does, but we don't think about it. Like we all social media, so much distraction around, you know, like, and again, how do you utilize that social media? It's up to you because it could be beneficial or it could be distractive. Again, like you have to limit uh, your uh, kind of like um, time that you spend outside of uh, what's important for you you know like if you're willing to spend that time on social media or talking to others is it gonna be beneficial in the end and it should be like both ways not just you giving out that energy but you have to replenish it Uh, and um, 
Yeah, and like uh, with setting boundaries, I feel like um, a lot of people kind of like say yes to everything and uh, they feel obligated or like guilty for not kind of like saying yes or agreeing to certain uh, things or like, um, you know, propositions. But again, like, why are you saying yes? Is it something that you really want to do? Do you have a desire to do it? Do you feel like it will bring you some kind of like benefits? Or you're just saying because you feel guilty not to say no. So we have to train ourselves to know that it's okay to kind of like first think about yourself, but then if you have time and energy, then like schedule something uh, to give others and to spend time with them. Uh, so that's a very important step as well. That was one of the biggest lessons I learned when I was in the prison service to say no. Because if you kept saying yes, and then they would ask more and more and more of you, and the boundaries got disappeared. We didn't have boundaries. But as soon as you put your foot down and said no, they was like, whoa, that person's just said no. And then you've, you've created a boundary, and they know where to push. They know how far to push you, and they know what you can ask. But if you do say yes, make sure you follow through and complete your task. This is why we have to learn to say no. So it gives us space and we can give that person who we do say yes to quality. Yeah. And that's what me and Loz are about. We're about a quality service. We want to give our best to people. So sometimes we do have to say no. We say no. Because think of it like a, a champagne tower. We're at the top of that champagne tower. If we don't fill our glass up, then nobody else is going to get anything underneath us. If I fill my cup up first, then everything that I've got, I get cascades down, it ripples out. So I can give that energy to other people. So it's so important that we look after ourselves first and foremost, then we can start giving out to other people. And I think, you know, one thing um, that you said there, Anna, as well, in terms of, you know, our energy, you know, when we're giving, giving, giving all the time, we haven't got any boundaries, we then start to see everybody else doing all the things that you want to do. And then it's very easy to slip into mental burnout, which is where we start to get a bit judgmental, negative, cynical, angry outbursts, starting to see the world in a negative way. Um, and that's just toxic for a business, especially if you're in a service-based business. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so, you, you, as Baz said, in order for us to be able to give back and say yes, we need to be the champagne glass at the top of the tower. Because when you pour that and you keep on pouring that and keep on pouring that, it cascades down to each of the levels. And, you know, some people say they feel guilty saying no, especially like mummy guilt, you know, to the kids and bits and pieces. But what you've got to ask yourself is when you take a little bit of time for yourself, when you have a bubble bath or you go for a walk or you put a face mask on, you have five minutes on your own and you make that deal with yourself that this is your time. Will you show up as a better mum? Will you show up as a better business owner? Will you have more ideas? Will you be able to get your job done a lot quicker? Probably yes. So, you know, in actual fact, taking that time will pay dividends 10 times. Right. And like um, you just mentioned about quality, it's more about you showing up at your best quality over quantity. You don't want to like just show 
to, you know, that you're available all the time, but when you are available, you are at your best. And also with boundaries, you treating other people, uh, you know, you showing them how you want to be treated pretty much. So you are uh, also, you know, a human being with your own needs and it's okay to take time for yourself. It's kind of like essential to do it. So we have to, um, to switch our mindset to uh, not feeling any type of guilt, but knowing that to nourish our mind and body is just comes in first. And this is the way it is. And I don't have to apologize for it. It's just, you know, it's everybody's routine and it should be that way. So if um, I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up at my best. And um, yeah, and I, I like that analogy with the champagne and glasses. That's exactly what it is. And uh, we should be mindful of uh, how we're spending our time and if that's a really good quality time. And also, I know you are the authors of the books for children. And uh, I want to like uh, mention that uh, it's more uh, about how uh, we teach our children what kind of food we eat and what is beneficial and healthy in terms of uh, fueling our body and mind. If you can elaborate on what exactly you, um, you know, what is behind those books and what is the ideas that you delivered? So we decided to write the children's book because um, we felt that if you can start at the bottom, okay, then, you know, as they then get older, they're going to be fitter, healthier. It's obviously going to release the strain on the NHS and, you know, they're going to be able to live fulfilling lives. Um, and yeah, we wrote a children's book. It was the Adventures of the Good Food Gang. Um, and we taught 5,000 kids in schools with me and um, Jess, didn't we, um, as, as a kind of a team. Um, but one big thing we've really found is, yeah, you can teach the kids. Yeah, you can go into school. Yeah, you can give them the education. But the key issue is when they go home, who's supporting them in that? Because kids are mini blueprints of you. If you're emotional eating, if you haven't got time for them, if you're snappy, if you're cranky, if you're going to bed late and, you know, not telling them and, you know, and you're being a friend to your kid or whatever it is, rather than a parent, that blueprint is going to carry over onto them. So it's brilliant to go into the schools and do all this work. But you have to remember that you're the blueprint for your child. Your kid picks up on everything. We'll have um, clients come to us. They're like, oh, you know, I'm really stressed, but I don't let the kids see it. And I'm like, they do. They know. They're not yeah, stupid. They see, they see, they see everything. everything. <laughs> Even if they don't see it, they feel that energy. And that energy is transferable, transferable into that child. And I think this is what we've got to be careful of. It's not just going into the schools and educating. I would love to go into the schools again and bring the parents in so we can actually educate them as a family. And I think once we get in there and do that as a family, then we can create some proper changes within our, our society when it comes to food. Because there were some children in there when we said, where does chips come from? You call them fries in America. So where do they come from? We thought they'd say potatoes, but they were saying from McDonald's and they were saying from the fast food shops. And we was like, really? And it was, this was the education that we was finding in the school. So 
we went in there and we started talking to them about where their food comes and how their how the food affects their body. So we was talking about how carbohydrates gives us energy, how protein builds muscles and helps cells. And we was talking about fats, how it, it regulates our hormones and stuff like that. So we were giving them basic information about what the food does. But more importantly, it's where is the food coming from and how can we use that food in our diets? It was shocking some of the things that we saw. Some of the kids didn't know that food comes from natural sources it just comes from a packet like you know from the freezer um you know but again the education needs to be on the parents but I think if schools you know kind of decided to drop the whole you have to learn science English and maths and I get that you need to learn that but I think there's so many more life value skills like food and money. you know money and confidence and self-esteem if they was to put that in I think we would have a much better rounded um, education system right I think uh, we should focus more on preparing our kids with really like practical you know skills to go into life like you just mentioned how to be confident how to create my own business uh what do i need to have in terms of like um you know like how can i replenish my energy let's say like mental physical health what should i eat and um again like sources of food they matter and uh well, we don't want our kids to have processed food. We just want to educate that whole uh, foods are more, uh, you know, beneficial for them. They have all types of nutrients that, um, you know, our body needs to function. Uh, and it's just um, missing that type of education from school. Maybe uh, That's why, like, we're, you know, we become uh, teachers as well as parents. And we also have to do it not just by saying but showing as example uh, our kids learn by seeing us doing things you can say whatever you want but if you eat junk food and you say about healthy they're going to continue eating junk food so like it has to be also on our mind whatever we do they watching us all the time they feeling us all the time and not just like seeing that example also like with our emotional state like how we interact with them they're also picking up those vibes you know and they know when you're upset when you're sad uh, or like if you're trying to be encouraging then you have to kind of show up at your best again uh, as a teacher as a parent so uh being uh that kind of like person that not just in professional space but also like at home uh as you know as a parent you have to educate your young ones and set up the example for them of what's possible of what uh is important and that comes from childhood all the time and again like some kids have it some don't but we can change it and uh that's why uh we are starting talking more about um, you know mental health nowadays because that's where it comes from usually usually it translates into physical because our you know um kind of like mental space that's where it starts from like all those thoughts and negative uh talking to ourselves we need to find a way to kind of like improve our ability to to choose what we're thinking and to know that we can 
um, make that choice. And that's why like all those practices come in into, um, you know, like our daily life because we need to um, see how we can make this life better together, you know? And uh, with us working it as a team, it will become so much better. Is there any advice you want to give our listeners to kind of uh, be always on top of, uh, you know, having the best type of energy on a daily basis? I would say like morning routine, like when they wake up, what, what the first thing they should be like? thinking of or like focusing on that will give them that fuel to rest for the whole day and to accomplish their goals and like set up um, whatever they set up for themselves and maybe something that will help them to have that, um, you know, energy to accomplish everything. Yeah, go. Uh, I'm going to give your listeners and your viewers some golden nuggets today and here we go it's about changing your language so when you get up in the morning don't think i have to get up i have to have a shower i have to have breakfast i have to go to work change the word i have to to i get to i get to get up this morning i get to have a shower i get to have my breakfast i get to go to work just by changing the i have to to i get to it is a massive game changer for your energy the host Changes the way you see your life and the way you see the world around you. Yeah. Change it from have to get. And I think it's definitely about what you're inputting. So are you getting up in the morning and thinking, oh, it's so early. And then you go downstairs and you listen to the news and it's all doom and gloom. You know, so when you get up in the morning, expose yourself to sunlight. Um, first thing, or just look out the window, get that light in your face, because that will help with the melatonin release 16 hours later, which will help you to sleep better. Um, make sure you have, um, you sit down. If you eat breakfast, sit down and eat your breakfast. Don't run around with the curlers in your hair and the toast hanging out your mouth and, you know, the coffee on a drip. Um, definitely do that. And the other thing I would say would be language. So it's our language is so important. You know, what we say creates our reality. I have a little practice in the morning where I do a journaling practice and I literally spend five minutes. I time it two and a half minutes each where I write down all of the words that I am going to repel or not say today. So there'll be things like negative, demotivated. I can't, I won't, um, you know, um, things that are really kind of more negative based words, stressed, overwhelmed, worry, frustrated, all those boring words. And then I write down what are the words I'm going to invite today? So positive, expansion, optimism, abundance, gratitude, faith, hope, love, all of these things. And what that does is it starts your, to change your language in your head. So when you start to go about your day, you're then speaking into creation what it is you want to create rather than just rubbish, you know, coming out. Um, you know, there's loads of different things, movement, cold showers, you know, all these sorts of things. But it's very much you need to look at maybe where you're struggling mentally, physically or emotionally with your burnout and then looking at what it is you most need to interject there, you know, to be able to remedy whatever is going on for you. 
And we need to know that we are the creators of our daily experiences and the way we start our day matters and how we talk to ourselves matters. So we should always be mindful of that. And again, I hope uh, people will take uh, notes and try to implement those habits in the daily routine. But I'm so glad we had a conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. And I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you Thanks so much lot. for having us. Thanks it's a been lot. a pleasure. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.